Smartcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business in Life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. All right. Thank you for joining. We have today a special guest, my trainer, who is freaking phenomenal. His name is Aaron from hybridfitnesstraining.com. Check him out. And he will be sharing with us how he overcame depression and anxiety using these cool tools that now I do when I work with him, as well as his unconventional ways of working out, some of his key affirmations, and then also learning how he leaned into a micro niche, thus creating himself a huge magnet for clients such as me. Let's welcome Aaron from hybridfitnesstraining.com. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business and Life podcast. Today we have Aaron Del Grolis. He is a phenomenal trainer and one of mine, and I've been working with him for a couple months. And I just have to say, he is booked up. So if you want to get into him, you got to like work your magic and beg, because for me, this is, I just want to share my experience really quick. (laughs) My friend was talking about how she was working out with this guy and he was doing all these eye movements and she was so sore and he was a physical trainer. And I'm like, what? He was doing eye movements. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, whatever it was. We do these eye movements and then I could do the move. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to check this out. Like, I just knew, I didn't know anything about you. I didn't Google you or anything. I just knew in my body, I'm like, I need to work out with this guy. And so that's what I'm all about, like following that intuition. So then when I meet him, he's like, well, what's your goal? And he, he like, didn't even want to really work with me. I felt like, unless I claimed a goal, like I want to be better in tennis. (laughs) Then he's like, okay, now, now I have something to work towards, (laughs) but why don't you explain what you do? Because it is very unique. And then we can dive in the quantum leap yeah, yeah okay absolutely um well i mean to to just follow up on that it's not that i didn't want to work with you i was just trying to get an idea of 
you know, what you were looking for because I wasn't quite sure. You were just like, yeah, I'm kind of interested. So, um, but you know, what they say too is, you know, get to know somebody a little bit better. And then obviously once we spoke for a little bit longer, you know, I was able to kind of hone in on some things that I could be like, okay, she wants this, I can help her with that. But um, to uh, then expand on what you're saying, yes. Yeah, so over the last, I would say, five or six years, I've started looking into uh, kind of a technique called movement neurology is kind of the phrase for it, I guess. Um, and what that is, is it's kind of combining anatomy, kinesiology, biomechanics, movement practices that we do in fitness and marrying those concepts or applying those concepts in conjunction with neurology and neurology methodologies such as visual training, vestibular training, uh, tapping into the cerebellum, tapping into the nervous system. And so that I've been really fascinated with that. I've, I've been on a journey like I said, over the last five or six years to really try to learn and obtain and absorb as much knowledge as I could or as I can that, that is surrounded by this movement neurology technique, you know, where, like I said, we're, we're layering in neurology drills with movement drills. Um, and obviously, as we speak, we can talk about the benefits and the science and a lot of that. But yeah, it's um, so fascinating. Yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do. And like I said, it, it deals with tapping into the visual system, the vestibular system and cerebellum and other things through specific drills that you can do uh, through scientifically proven research drills um, that light up areas of the brain that light up these systems um, so that you can get more out of your training and more out of your body. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the key, so first off, he has micro niched himself so much into this space that it creates a magnetic pull. Cause I, I know some of you guys are new to listening with me, but I I'm all about the spiritual. I'm all about listening to the body. So like when he is micro niched so, so well that it was like a literal pull for me talking to my friend that I needed to work with this guy because I knew that he would not only help me with fitness, but it would help with my mind because when I'm doing intuitive work with clients, it's like, that that's that's the stuff I deal with is my brain and allowing my brain to be open to receive the guidance and also I would say my reaction times are, are improving and I'm noticing what is it the the range like that yeah. I can see so I'll notice things yeah way outside of my normal range like while driving or playing tennis or anything because of this work so it's more than just a physical workout well, and that's, that's the point. You make a good point. And that's what I try to tell people as well Is obviously, yes, you're coming to the gym, we're working out, we're using these concepts within movement within a, uh, you know, safe, structured environment. Um, but really, the, the benefits are, are vast, you know, they, they add into add up, not only to physical benefits, but also emotional, psychological, intuitive, spiritual because it's all connected and that's the point. And, and yeah. a lot of it is to help people get into a flow state to help them understand yes. their bodies better, to have better, what's called interoception, proprioception, extraoception. So your ability to, to 
kind of create your brain creates these 3d maps of your body in various ways um there's there's many multiple 3d maps that the brain creates and so we're we're trying to tap in and make those maps much clearer so that the brain and the body can communicate better and that has a host of benefits not only physical um like i said there there are other components to it and part of what i'm trying to do is with my clients obviously train them in a controlled environment and and help them tap into these things so that when they go out of the gym into an uncontrolled environment and an unpredictable environment such as you know the office work life whatever's going on you're better able to handle you know whatever gets kind of thrown at you handle the stress make better decisions um these mechanisms deal with like future planning and emotions um a lot of things which can, which can be very beneficial for work for life for relationships and for movement as well it, it all you know i'll keep probably tying it all back into movement because there's mm-hmm. much more of our brain actually um is is required for movement than than other things even for language and speech more of our brain is dedicated to movement than even to language um or or speaking so movement in the brain is a very very big thing that actually kind of bleeds into everything else or kind of affects everything else and one of the quotes that i like to use it says that movement is the scaffolding for cognition so having better movement and movement abilities will actually in turn create better cognitive abilities cognitive awareness um and also to your point real quick when you were talking about your peripheral vision and improving or or your ambient vision your ability to kind of see things around you without looking at them um you know that that's obviously very important when it comes to just daily life when you're driving when you're walking when you're doing things a lot of that mm-hmm. stems from training the visual system our visual system our eyes essentially um they uh um take in about 80 to 90% of the information that we're receiving from our environment so 80 to 90% of everything all the information that's going into our brain is coming from our eyes so if we train our eyes and make our eyes stronger and better able to process information around us then that can make everything in our body and our brain and and system just function that much better And yeah. so that's why I'm so fascinated with this stuff because when you really look at the science behind it you really start to see the benefits and and how much those just tapping into these systems and training them even a little bit can be very very beneficial for for everyday life in in all aspects. Yeah. So and and so you've been doing this practice 5 to 6 years. How long have you been doing training? Uh I've been a trainer for going on 16 years now. 16. So I I basically I got um almost 17 years actually I got certified in 2005 um the end of the of 2005 then I got hired um at Equinox basically in 2006 uh well actually I got hired in 2005 we opened the gym in 2006 so um yeah I've been been a trainer ever since then essentially so And if I were to ask you so I was asking him when we were training the other day I'm like what you know how did you get started and he, he kind of quote unquote fell into it I love that line. Yeah. Um 
but then I'm like, well, where's the quantum leap? He's like, oh, that's a story. So where is the quantum leap? (laughs) So yes, the quantum leap. Um, Yeah. I mean, like I said, to reiterate, I've been a trainer for 16 years, but for about the first seven or eight years of it, I was learning basic training concepts, which was great. I learned a ton. I like I said, I was working at Equinox, cutting my teeth at Equinox. It was a great place to start. Um, I met a lot of cool people, learned a lot of great knowledge, um, went through a ton of certification courses, nutrition courses, kettlebell courses, um, all of the education that Equinox takes you through in order to like jump up in their tiers. And, you know, I was basically the highest tier trainer you could be. So it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, learning knowledge and, and really uh, perfecting my craft, but I didn't have that quantum leap until I started being affected myself physically. And so what happened was, is I started having panic attacks and severe anxiety, uh, which kind of turned into depression. And there was a reason for that. I mean, that none of this stuff happens for no reason. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. Right. And a lot of times when people, you know, uh, unfortunately start having depression, anxiety, some of these things, pain, whatever it is, these, these things are manifested from years and years of, of learned behaviors or traumas or abuse or whatever has been going on in, in, you know, a person's life. Um, And what happens is the nervous system, and I'm going to go back to the nervous system a little bit, the nervous system files all these things away. So, and the nervous system doesn't know the difference between physical, mental, psychological, emotional trauma. It's all trauma to the nervous system. And the nervous system files it away like a filing cabinet or a computer. Um, Another analogy you could use is, is a bucket. The nervous system is a bucket. You can only put so much into that before it starts overflowing and spilling out and causing issues and sending off threat signals and alarm signals and that type of thing. And so, um, you know, for me, quick I think question, was, quick question. Is yeah. the trauma that you were dealing with, with the panic and all that anxiety, was that current or was it related to childhood? Cause I'm, that's what I'm always doing with clients. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, you can't, can't really separate any of it ultimately can some of it be more of a contributing factor absolutely so to answer your question I would say I don't know if it was as much childhood because fortunately for me I I actually another backstory to to this is I was sent to uh, what's called a therapeutic boarding school at one point Um, so I'd actually been to a couple boarding schools I'd been kicked out of school a few times (laughs) Um, I was a little bit of a troublemaker back in the day. Um, I got, you know, I, I was really, I was getting good grades. I was playing sports. I was just making some unwise decisions and getting in fights and mm-hmm. dabbling in, in alcohol and, you know, not, I wouldn't say drugs, marijuana, because at the time in Arizona, marijuana was like a really, you know, bad thing and you could get in trouble. And I wasn't doing hard drugs or anything per se, but. So anyways, got kicked out of school. Parents didn't really know what to do with me. They sent me to one boarding school. That boarding school told me not to come back. Got sent to another boarding school, which was a therapeutic boarding school. And the reason I'm saying all this is because at that therapeutic boarding school, we did a lot of emotional work. Uh, We did counseling sessions three days a week. And then we would do these really intense workshops 
every like three months or so we would have like a, a it was close to like 72 hour workshops where we would go in on Friday evenings. And when I say we, we have what's called your family. So when you, you get to the school, what happens is, is as you move in, they start, they, they put you into a group. So over the course of about three months, you know, let's say 20 or 30 kids moves in that creates what's called a family. So they put all of us together and they, they make us a family. Now this school had, had different, kind of rungs or you know ladders that you would move up in at the longer you were in school and they were six month um, increments so every six months you would move up in a school so you start as a beginner bit beginning school then you go to middle school then you go to upper school then you go into what's called leadership mm-hmm. anyways the whole time that you're doing this process like i said every few months you're going through these really really intense emotional workshops with your family so with this other group of kids that you moved in with and these workshops i mean they're they're very intense like i said you start on a friday night you work all through the weekend until sunday you're basically isolated from the school you're only with your family you're doing very intense like you know yelling at the floor punching pillows like sad music you're crying you're like so very very that is amazing i'm like can they bring that into the public school system please I mean, for, for, you know, don't get me wrong. The school had some faults, but for, for all its faults, there was, I got a, an edu an emotional education mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of kids get, unfortunately. And no. most people don't get until they're adults. A- and then they're dealing with even more stuff. And not only are they dealing with childhood issues, they're now dealing with all the repercussions as, as an adult, all the stuff they didn't deal with maybe, you know, from their childhoods. Yeah. Um, so fortunately for me, I was able to deal with a lot of that. Now, getting back to your point, long story kind of coming back around. Yeah. <laughs> well, that uh, was really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is I felt like a lot of, now don't get me wrong, there were still probably things, you know, that maybe didn't get resolved, but I felt like a lot of that I was able to resolve with my parents. I reconnected with my parents. Um, there was a lot of things I was able to kind of heal within myself from my childhood kind of traumas in a sense. Now, I'm sure some of that has been carried with me and I wasn't, didn't leave that school perfect. And I actually left the school early. I didn't even graduate that school because I left early. That's a whole nother story. Um, And so when I got out of the school, I was still dealing with, I was still making some poor choices and, you know, I wasn't getting in trouble. I learned a lot. I learned a lot of responsibility. I learned a lot more about my emotions and and that was actually where I really started working out for the first time and, and like mm. really getting into fitness. Um, so uh, to your point, the, the panic attacks and depression and anxiety and a lot of that stuff that came later. Yeah, I think there probably was still a component from residuals of just I think growing up most of my life, even after I got out of that school, I had anxiety that I wasn't really even aware of. Um, until I started becoming kind of aware of it, maybe understanding it better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, I think there was um, there was some of that. I think more of it had to deal with kind of what was happening more so acutely in my life at the time. Um, I, I was in a long-term relationship that was starting to kind of wane off and on. I, I just, I bought a ring for my girlfriend at the time and, and we went to Mexico and I was going to ask her to marry me and we basically kind of broke up at while I'm about ready to like ask her to marry me. The exact um, opposite. You know, yeah. 
yeah so i had like <clears throat> i had given the ring you know to the waiter and basically had to go get the ring kind Aww. of and was like wait hold on like <laughs> you know so that that happened um there was also some stuff going on in my professional life with equinox and with work there was some turmoil where i'd switched gyms um and that wasn't going real great my parents at the time you know they were having some issues within themselves i'm pretty close with my parents they were getting divorced you know and they're much older obviously getting divorced at a much older age and obviously i wasn't a kid anymore so i don't think that that affected me the same as it would but there was some of that there was just a lot of things going on i'd gotten into a, a car wreck and it wasn't mm. necessarily like it was like all everything happening at once basically yes. yeah yeah and so it was kind of the perfect storm of and then i just started you know having anxiety started becoming very prevalent in my life and panic attacks i would wake up in the middle of the night you know out of a dead sleep just like freaked out heart pounding sweating you know, thinking I was going to die, thinking I was going to have a heart attack or something. And, and a lot of it actually had started manifesting with, I was, I was started getting chest pains and like just, you know, weird things that were going on that, that started to freak me out. And so during that process, you know, I'm, I, me and my girlfriend, we like kind of broken up, gotten back together. She moved out cause we were living together. Then we, we like got broken up, got back together a couple times uh, she was going to school for to be a psychologist, so she wanted me to go see a psychiatrist and possibly get off meds. Yeah. So she was kind of pushing that angle, and and look, you know, no fault to her. She was trying to help. She was she was right. doing what she was educated on and yeah. and whatever. And and so then I started going to all these other doctors. I went to my general practitioner a few times. Um, you know, he just gave me basically like Valium or Ativan. Um, you know, told me I was fine. Uh, I had an endoscopy, uh, which is where they put the camera down your throat. Cause I thought okay, I have an ulcer. I don't know what's going on. I had blood work. I had just about every test. You yeah, can like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. Right. And I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, it's cancer. It's this, it's yeah. heart attacks. Um, it's, you know, and so you're getting right. in your head, you're getting a little, being a little bit of like a hypochondriac and, and the anxiety just started running even more rampant at that point. So, and then basically my girlfriend and I broke up for good. Finally, we, we broke up like two times and finally the third time was like that. And then, so everything just kind of hit me at once. I was now by myself after almost an eight year relationship. I was having all these problems, all these, you know, pain and panic attacks and all this stuff. And I just wasn't getting any answers. And I tried, I tried doing SSRIs, which are anti-anxiety. You know, I tried to do that. Those actually mm -hmm. made me look worse. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. finally I was like, I, I can't live like this. What, what am I going to do? I need to change something. And so having been a trainer at the time, you know, I still, even though I was a trainer, I wasn't that healthy really. Yeah. I worked out and stuff, but I didn't really look into the depths of, the real multifaceted approach when it comes to like holistic healing and all of the other areas. So then that's when I just started looking into like breath work and meditation. And then I started stumbling on in those, I guess, searches and like reading books, like the power of now. And You're like, I need to, go. I'm going to solve this for myself. 
basically. Exactly. Yeah. So that trauma for me, and this is what I tell people that trauma is usually the the great, you know, people want to talk about motivation or inspiration or whatever. And trauma is usually the result or, or the great kind of catalyst for that for most people, physical, mental, right. emotional right. trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Either suffering, maybe something physical, um, a heart attack, some, some health scare, um, some emotional trauma, right? Death in the family or something very close to you happening, a breakup, a, a divorce, things like that, right? And so that was kind of what did it for me. It was, it was a manifestation of physical, emotional, and spiritual. I was having all of these, uh, I was at a crossroads with all of these things and it all manifested um, into this experience for me that made me go, wow, I don't like the way I feel. I was depressed. I was sad. I was heartbroken. I was, I had no energy. I was like, I was having chest pains. I was having panic attacks, anxiety. I was freaking out. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to change. I can't live the rest of my life like this. There was a couple moments where I'm like, am I going to feel like this the rest of my life? And so that was when I started my own healing journey. And as I did that, God, the universe, you know, the, my path, energy, law of attraction, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, whatever, you know, you call it, look at and, and um, believe in started to kind of open up for me. I started doing positive affirmations. I would lay in bed at night and create my own affirmations or read daily affirmations. Nice. I was constantly trying to change my mindset, how I spoke to myself. Uh, Like I said, I started reading books like The Power of Now and Letting Go of the Pathway of Surrender, a lot of those type of books, having conversations with people, looking at more like physical part of these things like movement therapy and massage therapy and Mm. acupuncture and, and, you know, massage those emotions out of you. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, I mean, your, your issues hold your tissues or your tissues hold your issues. I haven't um, heard that, but it's, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's the thing for me is like all of this stuff, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. you, you embody it, you, you take these things in. And what, and what I was going to say too, with that is, you, you know, your tissues hold your issues, but it can go both ways. So emotional pain and psychological pain can manifest in physical pain physical pain can manifest in emotional and psychological pain. They're all tied together. They're all intertwined, you know, so you could hurt yourself. Right. And all of a sudden now you're on painkillers. You can't move the way you used to. You gain a bunch of weight. Now all of a sudden you're depressed. You're emotionally, spiritually disconnected or vice versa. You know, maybe like for me, I started having psychological and emotional pain that started manifesting in physical pain. And then my body, I stopped eating. I lost a bunch of weight. I started kind of deteriorating a little bit and that was when I was like, I, you know, like I said, I gotta, I gotta find a new way. I gotta find something else. And I started, like, I'm waiting for this quantum leap. <laughs> well, we're talking about it. The okay, quantum we're getting... leap was, the quantum leap was it sound, this sounds, this doesn't sound like a leap. This sounds like a lot of a, yeah, it sounds like a journey. It was a big journey. Well, I don't how, how long so. was that? I'm curious, like that period of time. Well, that was eight years ago. And I'm no, still but that working. like was it like an like a, a year? Was it like six months? Oh, yeah, that was probably a good 
about a year, I would yeah. say. Okay. Between the breakup and the, the multiple breakups, the, my parents, the Equinox, the all, all of that, I would say that was probably about a year's worth or so, maybe of going to the doctors and the therapists and the breath work and like starting to dig yourself out. Well, I didn't start doing that stuff. I was, I, I didn't start doing that. Yeah. I mean the whole first year or so was just dealing with everything. And then for six months after that, yeah, I would say it was a good year and a half of dealing with trauma, going to doctors, doing all that stuff. The actual like manifestation of me healing didn't come until I, I, even after I broke up with my girlfriend, I was depressed and I, I sat around for probably a few months and actually just didn't do anything. I was just in a hole mm. and just didn't watch like game of Thrones, like <laughs> nonstop and just, you know, basically yeah. sat in my sadness. Um, yeah, but yeah. to your point, so I, quantum leap. So I, I don't see a quantum leap as like, you know, there, there was the moment where I was like, I can't live like this. Right. That was yeah. in my head. There was like I a wanted. bottom point. Right. But a quantum leap to me is something that's been going on for the last eight years. Basically, it wasn't something that happened in a week or a day mm -hmm. or, or a month. I feel like that kind of the same thing with, with anything that we do in life. Most of the time, now don't get me wrong. There's people that get have a near-death experience and all of a sudden they change everything that right, they're right. doing in their life. They do a hundred, a complete 180. That's not most of us. I feel like most of us, you have this realization, then the work begins and then that's the day in, the day out and, and a year goes by and then maybe you feel a little better and then a two years and then three years and then four well, years. Like an artist that they can produce like an amazing piece of art or something in like, I don't know, an hour, but really their skills took years to develop. And so people are like, Absolutely. oh, that's not worth a thousand dollars. You just did it in 20 minutes, you know, yep. like, no, I've been. <laughs> well, people don't see that journey, yeah. you know, or they don't see the the time and the effort and the years of struggle. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was what was for me was, yeah, that those moments and those panic attacks and that, that, that brief point in time where it's like, I can't live like this, that leaped my mindset and my, yeah. my whole trajectory that was my quantum leap in my trajectory of my life, basically, where all of those things have now brought me to this point where we're having this conversation eight years later um, and, and other other things among there. But I'm in a better place physically, mentally, emotionally than I ever have been. I've changed my whole mindset. My whole life has changed. And those things that I went through were, even though they were very difficult, were the best things to ever happen to me. Those things propelled me forward into that leap. The, those, those yeah. were what those traumas essentially was what, um, you know, manifested this the leap that that I took in my mind of of who I wanted to be and and or knowing that I wanted to change and live differently. And so, so you came across. So you started doing the affirmations and the manifestations, and then. Just to... well, I just looked, I don't know, it was, it was interesting. I just started looking into just different ways of, of healing, basically, yeah, yeah. more holistic ways. And in that process, I started coming across, because a lot of it still had to do with fitness, in my opinion. Even though I was relatively mm -hmm. fit, there were still things I wasn't doing, even as a trainer, that I felt like I could be better at when it came to fitness and movement. 
And so that was when I actually started looking into like physical therapy and acupuncture and that type of stuff as well in conjunction with the breath work and the meditations and the affirmations. So not only the psychological, but the spiritual and the physical. And so that was when I started coming across some of the nervous systems training and the neurology training. I found a couple pages called Z Health and Applied Movement Neurology. And somehow through my searches and my rabbit hole searches, these started popping up on my feed. And so I was like, wow, you know, what is this stuff? It yeah. looks really interesting to me. What is the, I didn't even really know much about the nervous system even at the time. And I had already been a trainer, like I said, for seven or eight years. I mean, I knew enough about anatomy and biomechanics and kinesiology and basic nutrition and some of that stuff. But I didn't know really anything about breath work. So it started calling to you. It absolutely did. It did. <laughs> Not only was it calling to me, I mean, it was just like, it was manifesting in my life. It just, it was just part of that, that progression for me. Luckily, the universe put that on my path and, or my path brought me to yeah. that type of learning. Divinely trait. guided. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, that was, that was then continuing to kind of catapult me or leap me towards this direction of of really, really getting into that stuff and, and wanting to learn as much as I could about it um, and still doing it. I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars and I've spent probably hundreds of hours or more studying this stuff. And I continue to do so because I think it's so valuable because it helped me once I started yeah. applying these concepts in my life and seeing the changes. A lot of this stuff, too, I would have called bullshit a few years ago or I would have said, ah, that's that's hippie, that's spiritual, like you know, energies and frequencies yes. and a lot of that stuff. I'm like, eh, whatever. All the stuff that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually started applying it in my life. Yeah. And actually it started, you know, manifesting real things and positive things in my life and changing, Amazing. you know, my life. So, yeah. So the eye movement. So, so the, you started doing the eye movement though and like you could feel the shifts. Well, yeah, I mean, what I started doing was just kind of, you know, diving into this information, right? Mm -hmm. And then just kind of applying these concepts. And at the time, I didn't even really quite understand, in a way, almost what I was doing. I was just interested in it because I thought, okay, these, these things are cool. These concepts seem, seem cool. And the science, you know, when I look at the mechanisms of the science, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. And then one of the companies that I started following, a big part of their movement practice was gymnastics-based movement or calisthenics, body mm -hmm. weight training. And at the time, I had really started getting into that as well. So it was like this perfect kind of marrying of, well, this is what I'm already doing movement-wise. And now they're layering all this cool brain and eye drills and all these things. <clears throat> and then when I started looking at the nervous system, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is how you calm your body down and how you get out of anxiety and how you help your body. And then the gut, you know, how you make serotonin and your immune system. And I started looking at the science and going, wow, wait a minute, this stuff can actually help me. Yeah. Then I started applying it. And then I started getting the results from it. And it was a, it's, it's a long process because it doesn't happen overnight, but what you can see is almost instant change or instant neuroplasticity in some cases 
so yes, to your point, you know, I would do some breath work or I would do some affirmations or I just started layering in these eye drills because I understood, at least from the, the basic science, is that, well, if you do these eye drills, they're going to calm your nervous system down. If you do breath work, it's going to calm your nervous system down. I was looking at it from a very kind of just uh, broad lens of, well, anything that I can do to help my nervous system and calm my system down and just get me out of the anxiety, I'm going to try. And the acupuncture was another big piece of that movement. Um, but yeah, then the breath work and the eye drills. And then the more I really got into that and, and looked at the science behind it and learned the science, and then not only took those concepts and then started applying those with my clients and then seeing. Yeah, he doesn't their, want us in fight or flight mode. Well, fight or flight has a purpose. And so what you're talking about is your sympathetic nervous system. Yes, fight or flight or freeze now they've added. Is but like one. so many workouts like CrossFit, you're just like all out and you're all out is so different. Well, so what you have to look at, there, there's a reason for that. And, and one of the, the quotes that I've used with you and that I use with everybody is you should stimulate, not annihilate. And one of the, the concepts that we look at when you talk about the fight or flight or, or sympathetic nervous system is that unfortunately, most of us, given our daily lives, are very, very sympathetic, fight or flight driven, right? We're, we're constantly worried about our jobs, our bills, our emails, our relationships, um, all of these things, they put us in this constant state of kind of like heightened awareness. And, and before, and I'm going to go back to like, you know, when we're hunting and gathering and that type of thing, that the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system serves a great purpose. It alerts us to danger. It, it, it allows us to understand our surroundings. The, the problem is, and a lot of people have talked about these concepts is, We've now taken what, what what used to be real danger, and now we're these things are are manifesting without something that is not actually dangerous to us, i.e., work problems, emails, a lot of stress that we deal with are not life threatening things, right. but they're playing on our nervous systems as if we were as if they in are the jungle and some you know yeah. an animal. It's so true. Of, if right? I think of some of my friends or clients, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are yeah. stuck in that, that overdrive mode. Now, mm -hmm. to your point, when it comes to CrossFit and working out, look, I'm not here to bash fit, bash fit, <laughs> bash <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> nice. I'm not here to bash really any movement. Um, now, I have my opinions on things, but mm -hmm. what I always tell people, hey, if you like something and it's going to get you moving, then I'm all for it. I think it's good, but... I think you should need, you need to educate yourself maybe on what you're doing. And hopefully if you're hiring coaches or doing things, you know, find a good coach, find people that can actually guide you in these experiences and guide you correctly. But the problem with the fitness world, in my opinion, and this is something that I've talked about before is that it's, I'm, I'm almost what, what I would consider kind of like anti-fitness fitness where I think more, most people are doing it wrong in the sense that they're working out way too hard. They're trying to do too much way too soon. You have shows like The Biggest Loser and you have CrossFit and you have these things that are like, get jacked in 60 days, lose 30 pounds, you know, all of these like kill yourself to look good. Um, what If you're not wiping yourself up off the floor, it wasn't a good workout and you're not burning calories. All of these kind of myths and like, things that the fitness industry has perpetuated the more i've learned and don't get me wrong 
I was a little bit like that at one point as well. I did MMA for years. I was a hardcore trainer. I would kick people's asses. I would like just go, go, go. Cause I didn't know any different. Once I started learning the nervous system and the tissues and, and just really understanding these mechanisms and the science, you, I started to realize that most people actually don't need the way, what a lot of the fitness industry offers. What most people need is almost the opposite where you need to come in and this, and here's, here's where I put self, set myself up a little bit, um, I guess, in, in a, not a bad way, but, but counterintuitive because people, they don't want to hear, Hey, this might take you six months. This might take you a year. Oh yeah. You they, don't want to feed them. You know, they, they don't want to come. They want to come in. They want to work out. They want to lose weight in 30 days, now. 60 days. Exactly. We want the pill. We yesterday. want the surgery. We want the quick fix. Exactly. <laughs> right. Amazon now, Amazon yesterday, mm-hmm. Ronnie, uh, uh yeah. Ronnie Chang. He's a, he's a comedian. He had a good bit about that, about Amazon. It's like Amazon yesterday, like uh-huh. hand it to me. I don't want to do anything. Right. And so, you know, when I get people in, I need to build a foundation and you may be like you, you're fit. We start training and you have a foundation, but I still need to go in and I need to kind of strip a lot of those layers and a lot of those, that wiring that you've built from years of go, go, go pushing yourself, maybe injuries, whatever is going on. I need to go in and kind of, I, I use the analogy, another analogy I like to use is like remodeling a house um, or even what really what it is, is what we're going in and we're, we're going to gut that house. We're going to rip everything out and we're going to rebuild. And it starts really with the foundation. We have to build your foundation. Then we have to start building those connections and start rewiring everything and building everything um, in a new way for the nervous system. And what that means often is maybe slowing people down, um, maybe taking them through mobility drills or brain drills or things that they've never really done before to start strengthening the other side of the nervous system, which is the parasympathetic, which can help that fight or flight. Now, the nervous system is push-pull, so it's constantly pushing us or pulling us in one direction. Mm-hmm. What we want, though, is we want the ability when we do get stressed out, when we do deal deal with this like fight or flight is for the other part of the nervous system to kick in and go, take a breath. You've got this, stay focused, stay alert, but don't freak out kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of like, it's expanding, which helps. Well, just cause also I'm like, this is geared towards like CEOs and entrepreneurs. So I'm like, this does support like the mental like if you think about that, obviously you're talking about the physical, but it's so, this is a, this is a brain workout. You, yes. you, you learn to exercise the mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. But on top of it, what I was saying before as well is everything, you, you know, life is, is unpredictable, kind of uncontrollable environments. So what, what part of my yeah. job is, and when you look at, again, I'm going to kind of talk about the, the mechanisms and the science behind these things. When you do these drills, not only are they tapping into parts of your brain that deal with movement, they're also deal, tapping into parts of your brain that, like I said before, deal with decision-making, deal with future goal setting, future yes. planning, yes. emotions, your ability to stay cool under pressure, to make a business decision, to give a presentation, to interact with a coworker, to keep your cool, to keep your emotions, to be positive and energetic and loving and let that kind of emanate from you and those frequencies. And when you, when you train these systems, 
and you you make your nervous system more robust and you make your movement and these mechanisms of your brain and your vestibular system and your cerebellum and all of these things are firing in, you know properly and, and positively and on you know firing in the, in the right way then you're going to be better you're going to think clearer your memory is going to improve your cognition your your overall just outlook on life your mindset so a big part of it is mindset how do you approach every day how do you approach your your meetings how do you approach these things as as a ceo as a business owner or whatever in your daily life and that yeah. it, it's all linked none of this you can't separate any of it that's why you know the brain training is important but also the movement training is another outlet for that because by doing movement training we're also tapping into those mechanisms we're reducing stress we're creating a better mind body connection you're building confidence you're learning more about yourself and your body that starts to emanate in in, in what's basically a frequency of vibration you start to vibrate yeah. higher and you attract that and you put that out there. And then he calls and in clients like me out of the blue. And you succeed. <laughs> and then you get people attracted to you, like-minded yeah. people yeah. like you, like I found you obviously through a friend of a friend, right? And and so lately my business and a lot of what I've been getting has been from one law of attraction affirmations, but two just what I'm putting out there, the universe is sending back to me. And I'm getting people like you and this other kid who had a, because uh, I deal with concussions, who had a, a major brain yeah. injury. I've dealt with other people who have, because that's part of my work too, is helping people overcome injuries. And 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 not you don't even have to have a brain injury, obviously, to train these things. But I've trained people with concussions, with strokes, with yeah. that type of stuff. And so I'm getting these, these things and people that are coming onto my path and vice versa. Um, and it's been amazing because for my business as well, because obviously, the, you know, I love helping people, but it's also a business. This is something that this is what I do professionally yeah. is, is just been amazing for me because I'm getting like-minded people who mm. want to learn. I'm not just getting some person that's like, oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds or that, that really isn't like, you know, that, that doesn't, I guess, see the value and the benefit, really want to learn these concepts. I've been very fortunate that a lot of the clients and all of the clients recently that have been attracted to me fit my business very well and fit with me very well because as a coach, we need to work as a team. You know, we have to work together. So uh, I've been fortunate that my energy is attracting energy that, that wants to work with me. And it's, you know, it's been great. So what I'm curious, what can you share some of your affirmations that people would benefit from? Sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that one of the best things I did was uh, or that I just started with was I just had a, a book that had a daily affirmation. Mm. So every day it has, you know, it's had 365 basically or whatever. Okay, yeah, and yeah. literally every day I would read one of those. One of the things that I've done, so a few few other things I've done. So I had a friend of mine that, you know, those bracelets that have the little, like the, it's like a washer and oh, you, can, yeah. you can stamp a word into it. Yeah. I, um, I just took mine off last week. I've had it on for like three years. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they say is you take it off when you don't need it anymore. Supposedly. Oh, mine That's was be the light, be the light. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So mine was, I had a friend of the, a friend of mine make me one of those. 
a friend of mine, she, she had come from the corporate world, switched to being a trainer, did yoga, did, did uh, massage, did, you know, sound bowls, did a lot of healing mm -hmm. stuff. So I've been fortunate that I have friends in the business and I know people that do that stuff as well. Um, anyway, she made me a bracelet and on mine, it said happy, healthy. And so for the mm -hmm. longest time, what I would just tell myself is I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Like constantly throughout the day, I would just wire it into my brain, even just out of nowhere. I'd be in the shower, I'd be somewhere else. I'd just be like, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones that I, that I did, and bear with me, it's a little longer. I don't know if I remember it all now. I haven't practiced it lately, but I created one. Bringing it back. It was, I'm, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm positive, I'm wealthy. Life is good, I feel good. Um, oh, shoot, now I forgot it. Um, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm positive, I'm wealthy. Life is good. I feel good. I'm grateful for my life and all my experiences and all of my friends and family or, you know, mm -hmm. something along those lines. Yeah, and yeah. I have it written down. It's really all encompassing. Um, yeah. And that's what I try to do. And, and one of, one of the biggest things is practicing gratitude. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I lay in bed at night, I just say, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you for my life. I have a, a roof over my head. I'm, I'm in a warm bed. You know, I have food, you know, a lot of times I have my cat next to me, Cleo. So it's like, I just say thank you for everything yeah. and really try to just feel very grateful for all of the experiences that I've had in my life. I've lived a very fortunate life. Um, aside from yeah. the traumas and stuff I've dealt with, those things have, have propelled me and leaped me to where I'm at now. And those um, traumas and experiences have helped me grow. And I say, thank you for that. Thank you for the experience I had with, you know, my girlfriend and all of that, that helped me grow and change and, and yeah. I'm better because of it and everything that I've gone through and then everything now that I'm continue to go through, but, but am, is, is manifesting life is good. My business is really great. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's not always perfect. There's still days when I, I don't feel right. great and I'm down and, but the anxiety is, is pretty much all but gone. Anytime that I get down now, That's I huge. can step out of it much quicker. I can do mm -hmm. a breath drill, a breath work. I can do an eye drill. I can do some movement. Mm -hmm. And what used to last maybe days now only lasts maybe minutes or hours where I snap out of this stuff. My mindset has completely changed. Um, and, and But again, it's a work in progress. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm perfect. I, I still have so much work to do. It never stops. I'm yep. constantly trying to it's grow, I'm constantly trying to learn. I still have a lot of faults and a lot of things that, you know, I'm, I'm working through. Well, but, and how beautiful like, is it? I have to say that you are aware because so many people are like, I'm perfect. I don't need to learn anything. Like I, I'm a know-it-all or whatever. Right. And yeah. I do believe that knowledge is within, but I think it's really beautiful to be somebody that is constantly growing and open to that as well well I, I, yes i agree and i think maybe once you're humbled enough then mm -hmm. then then you can go on that journey and you know don't get me wrong there's still times because part of my work was i would be a little cocky and a little arrogant where i think maybe i'm better or i know something or especially when it comes to fitness stuff uh you know i still see a lot of fitness stuff that drives me crazy and i'm like man i could do that better <laughs> or i'm better or i have better yeah. information or whatever right but Right. That is still part of my work is staying humble mm -hmm. and, and still I'm trying to just love and be okay and be like, cool, you know, good for them. Like, even if I, whatever, like, so yes, 
I think once you're humbled enough and you start to go, wait a minute, like you never really, you don't know what you don't know, but I also am starting to learn, like, I still got a long way to go. I'm never going to learn at all. And, and that's okay. But I want to keep learning and growing as much as I can in the process and, and try yeah. to stay humble, you know, as well. So, okay. So my, my, my ending question is what would you say? Cause it's easier to connect the dots looking back than it is to connect dots looking forward. What are three keys to quantum leaping? Oh, okay. Three keys. Well, I think con- one, w- w- what you just basically said is conscious awareness. So I think in my opinion, so when I, when I'm looking at quantum leaping, obviously, you know, the, the definition, you're probably looking something that's going to propel you, you know, probably very quickly, this, this huge like jump where I think, yes, that can happen. But I also think that huge jump takes years of work, which almost seems weird, almost seems like a, like a juxtaposition, right. Of like, or almost yeah, like, a catch a like, how can I, uh, yes, a paradox. Thank you. How can you jump so far so quickly? You can't, but I think to your question i think the first is conscious awareness so conscious awareness comes in many ways again it could be trauma it could be something 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 has to kind of hit you somehow i don't know what that is whether you want it bad enough or something outside mm-hmm. does something to you but conscious awareness of hey i need to change right something needs to change in my life something i i yeah. need to do something differently like i'm right? done with this and how it's been (laughs) absolutely the second i would say is then action Mm -hmm. you have to take action on on that and then basically the third would be consistency of you know in a sense to me i'm describing what you need to do to change your life if you want to change a habit if you want to read more if you want to learn a new language if you want to you know start a new career you want to lose 100 pounds whatever it is that that essentially is the start of that leap because if say you want to leap, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to fitness. Say you want to get out of pain that you've been in for 10 years or you want to lose hundred pounds. Well, that's not going to, you, you could, you could leap from that, but it might take mm-hmm. you a year or two, right? That, that whole thing. But really what it comes down to is conscious awareness, action, and then consistency. Mm-hmm. If you don't do those things, you're going to stay in the same place. You're never going to propel yourself forward or, or change you know, or leap into what you want. So. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing all about your journey, your deep dives and your uplifting getting out of it. And yeah. we, you guys were, we're talking about maybe doing a workshop or webinar someday, because I think him and I would be a beautiful collaboration. Actually, my friend is the one that's, <laughs> Had it when she came to work out with us. And then the universe has yeah. brought us together for a reason. There you go. <laughs> She's like, I know oh, why you guys are working out together. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. Yeah, because I, I deal a lot with decision making fatigue with my with my clients as well. So it'd be cool to like bring in like the physical way of doing it and then the energetic way of doing it. Um, and then if you want your trainer, if you're somewhere in the world and you want your trainer to learn from Aaron, I'm sure he's starting some sort of waiting list for some program that he's going to bring in, be bringing out (laughs) the hybrid fitness training method, neuroflow. Yes. Yes. I have been putting together kind of my own methodologies of what I kind of consider like the Bruce Lee technique or method where take 
pieces of a lot of things and put them all into one. You kind of take the best parts of, I'm trying to take, you know, the parts of all the stuff that I've learned when it comes to kettlebells and movement, body weight training and nervous system and breath work and eyes and Love all it. of that and make my own system. And I've been working on that for a little while as well. And um, so, so yeah, lots, lots to come, but yeah. So in the meantime, up. where can people find you? Uh, so Instagram hybrid fitness training. Um, I have the same, I have a YouTube channel. I haven't been as active on there. There's, I still got about 150 videos on there. They're a little bit older. I need to get back in them, maybe put some new videos, but same thing. Hybrid fitness training is my YouTube channel. Hybridfitnesstraining.com is my website. Um, they can email me at hybridfitnesstrainingla at gmail. Um, Instagram's probably the best place. That's where I put a lot of my content. Yeah, check them out on Instagram. You'll you'll be impressed. Yeah. Hybrid fitness training. <laughs> With this. Don't forget the training because there's lots of hybrid fitnesses out there. But oh yes, only hybrid, one fitness hybrid fitness training. training. And then yes. you can see so, him walk up poles or whatever whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Or walk up the air. And, <laughs> yes, air walks and my human air flag. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Very, so, very talented. All that stuff. Well, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So we'll have a copy of the show notes online. Tag, uh, tag him if there's a quote that he shared or something that was inspiring. And um, yeah, thank you for being a part of our journey. Yeah, this was great. Thank you, Bethany. And we just scratched the surface. I have so much more I could talk I know, about. I know, because you're such a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. It fuels me to keep bringing you more juicy guests. And if you aren't already following me on social media, check out at Bethany London on Instagram, L-O-N-D-Y-N, that's a cool factor, <laughs> or go to BethanyLondon.com for healing opportunities, courses, and additional thoughts. And don't hesitate to create some IG stories tagging me and our guests with your favorite quotes so we can reshare them. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, wishing you that quantum leap. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.